0: Hello and welcome to the Overly Animated Podcast, where we take animation seriously. We talk everything animation here, including The Promised Neverland, which we'll be getting into right now. I'm Dylan Heisen, and today I'm joined by Michelle Ander. Hello. April Collins. Hi. And Andy Potter. Hello. Uh, yes, episode four of The Promised Neverland, which came out yesterday in Japan. Uh, we're covering, uh, we're having regular coverage of this uh, new uh, winter 2019 anime, The Promised Neverland. Um, Check out our previous podcast on it at OverlyAnimated.com or search for us on iTunes at uh, OverlyAnimated.com slash iTunes or on YouTube at YouTube.com slash OverlyAnimated. Uh, Make sure you've seen this episode, episode four. And oh, this is a twenty nine ten forty five. The titles are meaningless at this point. But um, yes, the twenty ninth of October here. The time timeline is starting to matter, as we'll get into in this episode. But yes, uh, make sure you've seen this in all previous episodes of the Promised Neverland. Big episode this week. Uh, Michelle, what did you think?
1: <laughs> so, show of hands, how many people thought Gilda was going to be the traitor?
0: Didn't, did we, what did we conclude last week? Did we discount uh, it? Like some,
1: uh, both discounted. Somebody thought she was a red hair. It was too obvious,
0: yeah. I yeah,
1: did. but I don't think we we were like 100% sure but I'm very happy that that was not the case. Gilda was just, she knew something was off. She's smart enough to know that something's going on. And it was a lot of stress for her to not be able to talk to Emma, who apparently, yeah, she's like, you know, they're friends. So, yay. But now there's an even bigger cliffhanger, so that's fun.
0: Yeah, raise the traitor. That's the thing. Yeah, wow.
1: I feel like this episode, I mean, we're still getting a lot going on but i feel like this one felt like the actiony parts felt a little more ramped up and the drama parts felt a little more dramatic than the last two so i'm really high on this one i think um compared to the first one it's my second fave so far
0: far of
2: like all four of them
0: second fave nice second fave okay april what'd you think
2: um, I really liked this episode too. Um, it was like I loved like the drama. I like that we we're playing tag, and I like that that's the training mechanism. Um, I totally thought Gilda was gonna be the trainer. Like, <laughs> I was pretty sold throughout like most of the episode, and then like when I went back and watched it the second time, I was. So mad because I was like, all the signs were there. It's totally Ray. Like, why didn't I see this before? Um, and I love like getting outsmarted by kids. Uh, that makes me feel really great about myself. <laughs> well said. <laughs> but no, like this episode was really good and like the cliffhanger was great. And I I'm glad that we've included like Gilda and Dawn now because I felt they had the right to know. Um, even if I did think that Gilda was the like bad person, the informant, as they're calling them. Um, And 10 days is super quick, but I get why Norman said it now. So, but yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I can't wait to discuss everything. I've been, like, going crazy for the last 24 hours or so.
0: Wow. Okay. (laughs) I I praise for Maple. Andy, what'd you think?
3: Uh, I really like this episode, too. I really enjoy uh, how this episode, I think, improves episode three for me. Because episode three, I was kind of down on, because I wasn't happy with all the things that ray posits in that episode like he kept saying things that were a little they felt like leaps of logic that i personally would not take in their situation but now they kind of make sense because he's a traitor or at least that's what this episode telling us that he's the traitor we'll see if that actually continues into next one like there's been so many double crosses i'm not 100 percent sure that this is going to happen but there's a lot of evidence in favor of Ray being the traitor. I also really like in this episode the interesting use of um, this first person camera we see. I think we, I think it happens oh twice. No, I yep.
2: hated that. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. We'll talk, I thought, we'll it talk about really, it. We'll
3: talk about it. I, I thought it was really well done. I really liked it. But I do think that this episode is the least consistent um, in terms of like imagery. Like there isn't a lot of clock stuff in this episode <laughs> in, in that manner. And um, not that that's bad. It's just it's interesting that we pulled away from that a little bit this episode. And I hope we stay consistent in the future because i think it does succeed when it stays consistent to that the imagery it's been using
0: yeah, yeah, that's a good point. There's no clocks, but I think the time well, theme is still pretty present with the yeah, ten days of this game. Well, didn't
2: Ray have a ti- the clock whenever they were timing? Because he he said you have ten minutes, like to that's not true. get. We're caught. still timing
0: tag, yeah. As usually. yeah, then
2: yeah. I, I I this is probably like just me being crazy, but like during the conversation conversation between um Isabella and Sister Crone, there's like a ticking clock in the background mm. of that too.
3: That could be. So, yeah. Yeah. But I guess it, like, that's all, like, pretty front loaded in this episode. It feels like the latter half of this episode is a lot more, um, in comparison to the rest of the show, it's a lot less, uh, feels a lot less time to me. Like, it's all just happening on one day, essentially. Just them all running around a house for a nondescript amount of time, essentially.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. We'll, we'll get into this. I, I definitely agree with the sentiment. This is like our second best episode here. This was, uh, this is a big sigh of relief for me, I think, episode four, because, um, like we had that fantastic episode one, and I don't think we're gonna get an episode as good as that just because it's such a specific, like, uh, So, uh, solo thing, like it's, it's its own piece and, uh, the, it's harder to, to like tell a continuous story. And I think that we struggled a little bit in two and three, although they're still very good. I thought this episode, uh, the second half, I thought was phenomenal. Um, the whole thing was, uh, c- coming together with this traitor narrative. And the most like heartening part is that this isn't something that I got out of episode one, like, my biggest reaction in the last episode is like, okay, I love this. It's similar to episode one. And I just want to see more of episode one. This is like its own thing. Like this, uh, they're able to tell this like complex Mm -hmm. trader narrative and it's something new. And like, so we're going to bring new, awesome things to the table. Then the show could be really fantastic. And I thought that we handled everything with, uh, all the different uh, potential traders with the, the, the Gilda and the, the first person shot, especially the trader with Isabella. And then, um, the, the revelation with Ray at the end, I thought it's a fantastic twist. Um, it's presented really well in the structure of the episode. This episode starts with Norman hiding uh, the rope under his bed, and it's like something you don't place any stock into the first time you watch it because it has no significance. But then looking back, it's like that was the start of it all. This this episode, start to finish, is about Norman uh, trying to suss out Ray, and uh, we you get that sense and it comes together at the end, and I think it's like they don't explain it that much but it all makes a lot of like, you can figure out from the minimal dialogue what norman did which is just that he didn't actually tell don he just told uh, ray um and so like if if uh it was gone that means ray did it right like it's it's i thought it was like fantastic like really brilliant um i think ray being the traitor is really satisfying uh even you know even if we reverse it i don't think we will but even if we reverse it it's just satisfying right now because it's like ray's on his own is like the most suspicious person but then it's like he's just a hardened like he's not like he's like hardened so he's like uh oh like he of course it's not him he's he he's the suspicious type but really he's uh a sweetheart and good and like but then no it's like a subversion of that subversion and like no he actually is the suspicious one um i think i think it all really comes together really well at the end of this episode and um also in the middle throughout all this there's also some fantastic character work with emma um, potentially Emma's best episode here. I love her and Gilda in this episode, and her and Norman uh, in one scene towards the end. So um, yeah, I, I think this is uh, a pretty complete unit here, and uh, some some pretty fantastic television. And I'm much more optimistic of about the show moving forward now.
1: I want to say one thing about Norman sussing out Ray. I I appreciate I especially appreciate the moment when he takes Emma aside and asks her. So. If you know someone's routing us out, would you hypothetically take them with us? And she gives him a very logical and strong argument for why she would. And I really think, like, if Emma had said no, I'd leave them behind. He wouldn't have confronted Ray about it. He would have gone about that reveal a totally different way. And I really, I appreciate that he trusts and respects Emma's opinion enough to, you know, talk to her about this before anything is revealed and he really values like what she thinks is the best idea in the scenario and like again it just like it provides more evidence to prove like yeah he he has a feeling it's right he's not 100 percent sure but that's something they lay through the entire episode so it doesn't feel out of nowhere at all
0: Yes, I, in retrospect, yeah. that Emma and Norman conversation is so fantastic because mm-hmm. at yes, that point, it's I like agree. Norman, Norman knows at that point, like he must have yeah. checked under his bed before. Then he went to Emma and he's like trying to figure out how Emma would, would deal with it and he, how, how he's going to deal with it. And yeah, if Emma, if, if the conclusion was, um, we're going to leave this person behind, we might kill this person, like then he wouldn't have confronted Ray. Like that's just giving up that the high ground of him knowing so he's he must be confronting right here in order to like emma said bring him back into the fold and try to like convince him to actually work with them um there's a there's the, yeah there's it's such a the the best twist like have all these fantastic things looking backwards that like are it's like g- compelling the first time you watch it and then you look back and then it's like even more compelling and even more meaningful and like Andy said I think this does a lot with Ray's character. Um I haven't even thought of all the things from the previous episodes that how this might explain to Ray. Ray oh when they're young right in the beginning uh yeah. like he's like yeah. um
3: mm-hmm.
0: like uh there's a it, 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 this all is a lie it's 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 all to, like maybe he did know maybe he really was told for me maybe he's age.
2: known the
1: entire yeah. time he might have like mean, he seems the most kind of i feel like even though norman is so good at figuring things out i feel like ray constantly is calculating everything and always seems to have a secret and that's again part of what makes the twist not feel out of nowhere it's like oh no that kind of like given ray's persona character it kind of makes sense that he would be the traitor after all
3: yeah and yeah. even he does it a second time in episode one two, dylan when they're at the fence before yeah. they go like in front of that wall he like stops them from going anywhere like he's just subtly not maybe not subtly but looking back it's not subtle but like he's just keeping people from leaving and just being like yeah there's no reason to go there and it's it's really interesting
0: yeah that's another way to look at it. Is he's uh trying to keep them there because he's working with um yeah um, yeah there's a lot i want to revisit with ray's character now april april what was your reaction when you found out it was ray at the end with the twist you were were you surprised
2: I was surprised. And then like, it was one of those moments where like, you know how they say before your death, your life flashes before your eyes. So I had one of like those moments, but it was like the entire episode and then everything thus far. And I was like, Oh, it makes sense now. Like, again, that's why I was like, I hate being outsmarted by children because, uh, or at least I really enjoyed in this sense, because I was just like, 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 thinking back, I was like, okay, that conversation between, like, Norman and Emma makes, like, total sense, like, and it's not that I never, th- and then it also makes sense where, like, even, like, Ray is telling Emma that she should be suspicious of everyone, and mm-hmm. it's, like. And so that that conversation, like the first time I watched it, I was just like, okay, like, that's just Ray being pessimistic, whatever. But then like, on the second watch, I was just like, Oh, my gosh, like, he's, he's not like, really hiding the fact that I mean, maybe I just know, and then everything becomes obvious. But like, I was just like, Oh, my gosh, like, he's really like, trying to like push it off to someone else and like not tell any, you know but also he's sort of like throwing it in their faces too like because he seems to like have all of this information and I'm like how do you have all this information how do you know exactly that it's behind the ear how do you know how to like disable it and that it's going to take you 10 days like no one just knows how long it's going to take them to disable like a tracking device so <laughs> but But yeah, I mean, I'm a little upset because Emma's not going to take it well. And I feel for her already whenever she does find out. I don't think Norman will tell her right away, but I think he will like eventually we'll come to a point where like Emma will find out or like Norman will have to tell Emma.
3: I I think you're not giving Emma enough credit. I think she's going to take it better than we think she is. I think she's going to not understand, but she will be
0: she'll take it more in stride than I think we're expecting her to.
1: Yeah.
0: That's Yeah, you can at least understand why uh why Norman might not have told her right away. Um and I wonder how yeah. he's going to handle that moving forward because you know, he cares about Emma first and foremost and it's like it's one of those situations where you know something that might upset someone um and uh and like do you tell them, or And him I don't him think he do wants to upset
2: like he doesn't want to upset Emma. Like yeah. I I get the whole like not telling um, like Don and Gilda the truth about like what's happening to the you know the children whenever they leave the farm and so I understood like a lot of his perspective of that and that it, like it's better that they don't know tell them later kind of thing and so I'm wondering if he's gonna like he's I definitely think he's gonna take the same approach to Emma and I wonder if that's gonna be become like a point of tension between like Norman and Ray is like Ray's like oh you haven't told Emma what, yet like why not kind of situation because I, I can't imagine that Ray wouldn't want to try and calculate Like what's going on in Norman's mind, so that he can like continue to be, you know, however many steps ahead for him and Isabella.
0: Yeah. If he even stay, will he stay with Isabella? Will he uh, have what's what'll be his perspective? That's an interesting thing moving forward. I mean, he
3: already ratted out Norman. Well, and it also it also is really interesting because like now that you mentioned Isabella, it reminded me that Isabella this whole time's been saying there's two there's two kids, and we've all this time like there's three of them. Yeah. There's three of them, but it's like. Oh, there are only two. That's, okay. that's, the, I think yeah. one of the most satisfying <laughs> things is it solves yeah.
0: the mystery of first the two and the two versus three thing. And also, like, we've been, we talked about this last week. Like, what does Isabella know? Does she know who it is specifically? And the answer is she knew the entire time. And that's how yeah. she knew because Ray, I feel like. I mean, it's not confirmed yet, but like, that, that is a very satisfying answer because, uh, you know, Crone is trying to figure out in in this, but um, it's all they, they've been discussing how how Isabella knows who she knows, and then just her they, that they like also ties together that from the previous episodes too. Um, I,
3: I think the thing that makes the least sense now is I don't know why Isabella got Crone in the first place because it seems like she had it completely under control without Crone with Ray being in their group already. But I, I I'm you. guessing she we'll she, she
0: told her it's insurance. I mean, maybe there's more mm-hmm. there. There might be more happening here than we're seeing still. I think insurance does make sense on its own, but um, just have three of them there instead of two of them. But I mean, um, Crone is really unstable. She's right? It so seems like a mistake. Crazy.
1: <laughs> oh, cr- Crone! Yeah. Oh, Sister, oh, crone. sister crone! You gripped your doll up. What was that about? Yeah, we'll get not, to that. Uh, <laughs> do you like children or not? I don't know anymore. Uh, Andy, it's
0: what was your reaction? reaction. To, uh, <laughs> it was. Well, Andy, what was your reaction to the twist at the end?
3: Oh, I just it it kind of stunned me. And I kind of had to like go back through my my memories of all these episodes and actually go back and watch a couple of things because I was like, it just makes so much sense. And it would just kind of shock me that I hadn't come to that realization on my own because the episode is so good at like, kind of cutting away from Ray and not making you think of Ray in that way. But like when you look back, it's like it was clearly stating, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's clearly stating to us that Ray is the traitor. Like this entire episode. But it just,
2: exactly. but it just
3: is <laughs> so good at just making us forget he's there sometimes and i think that's really good i i i was just stunned that i didn't think about like, I, i'm saying it's i'm saying it's praise that i did not
0: think yeah, that ray was the traitor yeah those are the the best twists that it's like uh you don't see it coming and then you're also like how did i not think of that yeah and yeah. uh yeah i, li- I like i love i live for twists i wrote last year about my top five twists of the year this would have been like number three on that list easy like this is fantastic um it's uh and the best part is it's it's in one episode it's like it's in the, the first four episodes and it's all comes together in one episode it's Usually it had to have this satisfying choice. You have to build it up over the course of a season. Um, they're able to do such fantastic work with this one episode. And also to their credit, the previous two episodes as well. Um, like, and the first episode, we referenced things from the first episode too. It all does come together in a really fantastic way. Um, just specifically with this episode, looking back on things. Um, yeah, I don't know, Michelle, was this like prominent in your head from when you read the manga and like, how do you think the show executed on it?
1: Oh, it executed it, like, wonderfully. And again, I feel like this is the case where it, every bit of dialogue that they needed, they took from the manga, but they really took their time with certain ways they framed things. Like, I really love just, like, the 3D way they would walk up the stairs. I mean, get that twice with different characters, and I really love just the facial expressions, again, like, just, it heightens moments that, you know, a, a single drawing Sometimes can do very well, but I mean it just like it makes it even more delicious to just see it animated in front of you. I did not suspect Ray. I was I was like on the dawn. I'm like, yeah, it's probably darling, like, it's all shit about that kid. Like, I don't know. And then it wasn't him. And I was like, wait, what? Like, why would Ray do that? Because up to that point, it's like Ray has made it clear that he he cares so much about Emma and Norman and they are the only two people he even considered wanting to like escape with and I mean I think the thing that's kind of been interesting was like, like clearly there's a lot going on with Ray and like how long has he known about the demons like how long has he been like working with Isabella like if that's what's happening how long has that been going on and like is this a chance for him to kind of spill his secrets with the two people he cares about? Or like, does he not care about them? Like at at this point, it's, it's hard to say for sure, but like, I would hope that there is some genuineness in his feelings for both of them. Just because we see them together all the time and they talk together a lot. But like, maybe it's meaningless, but I want to think it's not.
3: I'm on the, I'm, I'm totally in the boat that he cares for them because in the first episode where they reveal to him, that that this stuff that he already clearly knew, he mm. immediately says, let's all just escape together. And I think that is yeah, genuine. Yeah, I think yeah. he genuinely thought if the, that the three of them could escape and he would go with them. I genuinely think he would do that for them. But as soon as they started saying we have to get everybody, he realized he couldn't be part of that. He couldn't help them do that because it just wasn't feasible. And so he started looking out for himself a little bit. But I think he genuinely cares for them, Emma and Norman, at least.
1: I think Ray, well, Ray's also short-sighted in the fact that he, he thinks you can only do it with a super small team. But I think one of Emma's strengths is she's coming up with ways to make it actually feasible. They're splitting off into groups. They just told two more people who were about their age, Don Gilda, not the whole truth, but like a relatively half truth about the situation. They haven't, you know, opened up about the extremeness of it—that the people are actually dying—but they know that they they're they're committed to helping them plan a way to leave. They're training the kids to run better, to use like covering up tracks, to be better at being quiet, to being more resourceful. And I feel like if they're gonna escape, those are very good plans to have. And you need more people than just three people to execute a, a like an entire orphanage breakout, right? So seeing those pieces come together, I'm becoming more confident. The Emma's plan might actually pay off and that but, that but they, like
3: I'm oh, sorry Go no go ahead <laughs> but but like all those scenes of them that I'm working together are like constantly cut in with this scene of Isabel Isabella with the babies like just cradling mm-hmm. these babies and there's this mm-hmm. undertone of like yeah they have to get these babies out of here too and Isabella clearly is gonna keep her eye on those babies very like she's gonna be very close to those babies at all time that's like that's what I was getting from that scene. Like, they also, still I think that. It's,
0: it's also like she is. They're all attached to her yeah. stuff. I feel like that's yeah. Still yeah. a big roadblock, block. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. You have to imagine Ray's complex um, feelings, but he's not just going to be like straight bad. He's, I do think he probably cares about them, and that's going to be very interesting to see how it plays out. A big thing I think is that um, Ray is going to be screwed here. He is. We saw in the first episode, the de- <laughs> the demon said pluck the three with the I think he said three and not two with the highest. Uh- yes. yes. Yeah, three. So yeah, even Ray thinks he's safe. He is going to be killed I don't in, think he in is. a month. Like uh, I think well, the show even, has clearly told us that. Yeah.
2: Even Isabella like confirmed it. She was just like in the beginning, too, because he they were like, oh, like like prepare the 3 for shipment and she's like all right got it like mm-hmm. and so i don't i don't think he oh, has yeah. any type of like se- i think like all of the security has is, is very false and i kind of understand where he's co- coming from like it's like a backup plan to his initial plan but i don't, his initial plan isn't going to work out for him and i think at some point like that betrayal is going to come out and then ray's going to be like gun ho on okay we have to get out of here like even with everybody let's go I
3: I, I think the issue is that Ray did better on the test than they were expecting. Like as a trader, he was not supposed to be that smart. You know what I mean? But he was so smart. They're like, he's perfect product. You know what I mean? Like that's the way I'm kind of seeing things right now. Like he just did too good. And all of a sudden they're like, oh, well. They, they expected him to be, like, mediocre. Like, yeah. not the
2: worst, but also not the best. Oh. Yeah,
0: but now he's so good. They're like, oh, well, he's high-quality meat now. We got to sell him. Like, right. it's so, so you have the thought <laughs> of, like, maybe this is how Isabella and crone became moms. is They, they did yeah. what Ray did. But it's possible that Ray is not on the same track as them, and they always plan to betray him. Yeah. Um I think that... It, it, it's it's like another pretty insid- insidious thing about Isabella and the demons that they would um, betray Ray like this. I, mean, I don't think it's like that much worse than the rest of what they're doing. I mean,
1: I don't know if the demons are betraying Ray. Like, as far as we know, he only has cahoots in with Isabella. Yeah. And maybe I'm, I'm not how Sister much... Crone at all. Right.
0: Yeah, yeah, Because we think...
1: see the note go under her door. Yeah, but yeah, it yeah. seems like Sister Crone's totally out of the sleep, which is why she was you know really pushing
0: in on gilda for for answers yeah, you definitely get the impression from this episode that Crone is knows nothing about what Isabella's doing. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I think. I mean, I think it's unclear if how much Isabella's actions are dictated by the, the to, by the, the demons. I think probably at the, by this point we think there's some autonomy on her part. So like, she might have came up with the right thing on her own. Maybe that's like standard mom training. I don't know to have a traitor. <laughs> in, uh... I feel like
2: it's. I feel like it's not. I think it's just something like that, that Isabella's doing because even Sister Crone is just like, what she's doing is wrong. Like you know, like. <laughs> Not, to uh, in for- unorthodox yeah. yeah it's unorthodox so and i don't like i definitely well we know that like like Sister Crone doesn't know anything about like the relationship between Ray and Isabella, but I don't think that it's standard practice because, you know, like Sister Crone has such an interest in becoming a mom, which means she has to know something about how like the standard operation goes. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that like having a spy is part of it, and that might just be like the key to Isabella's success with like her farm. Is like, look, I have all of these. Like super high producing children, but I also have an informant and maybe that person gets to go on and do whatever, but I don't know that I think she just ends up betraying them all in the end.
0: We will see. There's we'll get back to Isabel and Crone. There's a lot here. I want to talk about Gilda. This is Gilda's breakout episode. Gilda Gilda's um,
1: breakout no, Last break week out. was Crone. This Gilda. Was Gilda. Breakout.
0: Yeah, like well last last week we talked about how the episode was um painting Gilda as the uh the obvious uh traitor. Um and not uh, Phil well so okay we can briefly mention
1: Steve <laughs> I, I, I looking back I don't know the manga just must have like really like showed his face a lot or something I don't know Steve, why I didn't Steve was vindicated
0: Phil, here because uh, Phil yeah. was actually for a hot second oh, painted Phil, as a possible. Yeah. As a possible oh. traitor. According um,
1: to Ray, dang, Ray.
0: are trying it's to like sell Phil or
1: out. something. Yeah, that's, that's harsh. In innocent children.
3: Yeah.
0: So, um, Steve was right. Hashtag. And uh, again, he's right about the show. He's right about Phil. I mean, he knew because he read the things. So he why knew. He, yeah, yeah. That's why yeah, he Really, mind. he was just spoiling us about Phil being a red herring. Yeah, we, did, fine. We, we didn't, didn't know
3: matter. that. We just thought he was <laughs> trolling us. No. I
0: <laughs> no, uh, Yeah, it was uh, trolling in its own way. Um, but you spoiled you us on the, the least important of things of uh, <laughs> yeah. some light yeah. aspersions being cast on Phil by this episode. Um, but yeah, for the most part, Gilda was kind of the big red herring last episode. And here again, you get this build up of, um, uh, of her as the potential traitor. To the- she leaves the room, Emma follows her. Um, and we get this, this second first person shot of the traitor leaving the note under Isabel's door. You don't know who it is. It's d- directly juxtaposed with Gilda, though, so it kind of leaves off that impression. And then you see Gilda go into Crone's room, and Crone is like, uh, uh, can, can, you know, it seems like Gilda's about to tell. And then uh, she's like, she doesn't. And Emma's like really relieved. And um, still, Crone is like trying to get what she can out of Gilda. But Gilda's like, very like shades of Emma, I think, playing it cool in the mm-hmm. face of. Have some like pretty bad adversity from from these adults, um, and uh, then she she like stands up for it, and uh, C- Crone doesn't get anything out of her, and then her and Emma are uh, hug and are really happy at the end. And before they're like um, holding hands and uh, saying that they're oh, going to be there for each other. Um, uh, I knew so you were going
1: to jump I, on that. I, I was I the like, episode. I just it thought it was I <laughs> was. I
2: didn't
0: it's say happy. anything.
2: It was very sweet. Yeah. it was sweet. They're,
0: they're great
2: sleep. friends that grew up together in an orphanage. I know
1: they're, they're my new favorite friendship. Yeah, they're
0: family. The yeah,
2: but I mean, Norman also <laughs> likes Emma and their families.
0: So. Yeah, <laughs> well, uh, like, my counterpoint I is know, Norman I has romantic be family.
1: family. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Um, I like all
1: kinds of things. <laughs>
0: what does that mean? Uh, uh yeah, no, I, I'm shipping them, but that's okay. Um, but uh, <laughs> look, uh, this is the competition to the Norman and uh, Emma ship, but that's also going strong, right, with their scene at the end here of Norman Emma. Norma and Emma, but yeah, I think Gilda, Gilda stands out for everything she did in Gilda and Emma's relationship is really highlighted. Also, they tell uh, Gilda this lie and Emma's like telling them that the kids are uh, human trafficked instead of um, killed. Um, and then Emma's like com- comforting Gilda in that scene as well. Um, there's, just, there's just a lot of her there. I feel like she comes off as a really strong character. Um, I think she's, other than the main three, the most the one I'm most invested in, I think, going forward.
3: I also really like Gilda's like almost complete trust in Emma. Like she's like Emma wouldn't lie about something yeah. like this. Like yeah. I really liked that about her.
0: Plus she well, like relationship.
1: came. Yeah, she came up with a really good lie to Sister Chrome, like on the spot when Sister Chrome like tries to ambush her and read her face. Be like, oh, Emma must have told you everything. She's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Me and Emma had a fight. That's all, and we resolved it. So like I don't know what you're thinking, but it's it's fine. And I think that's really great, too, because, like, it, it's hard to, you know, when you're not used to being stealthy and that that role is suddenly thrust upon you to be able to pass that off. With these people who are very smart and very scrutinous and Emma had the same issue with Isabelle in the hallway. So I'm really glad that Gilda was able to hold her own so much. It's this very quick thinking on her part.
3: Yeah, but, but but, this raises a question for me. What if Crowd was just wrong? What if Crowd is actually wrong about all these kids she's interrogating and none of them actually know? <laughs> like, she's just She's, she's just gonna be
1: in a corner and be like, well, I ripped my doll for nothing.
3: Yeah, like, just imagine if, like, Emma didn't actually know anything and she's just just screaming how, at Emma. How
2: will she have a fit now that she ruined her doll?
0: Oh, okay, yeah. Okay, well, well she's got here.
2: two halves. She's gonna have
1: two fits now. Uh...
0: <laughs> we really hung up on the doll thing um i think i think uh, crone crone i am
2: glad it's gone
0: you get the you get let it what <laughs> how dare you it
2: was <laughs> so creepy
0: the doll didn't do anything april
2: as soon, as soon as i saw the doll i was like oh sister crone's got issues like
0: <laughs> yeah, okay okay we'll talk we're on like, the subject let's talk about crone tearing the doll's head off
2: um that's <laughs> yeah for management, like a cry for help.
0: <laughs> last last week, we were like, "Does does Crone think this is a real?" Child, like is it like, but no. Apparently, she just tears it out. She seems attached to this.
2: Well, see, I
1: don't think that doll's in the manga at all. I think it's one of those things where you can't have a, a character have internal monologue when it's in an actual like filmy thing. So oh, she's pretty yeah. able to give exposition. It had to be to an object, and that doll <laughs> had a purpose there. But the doll's not canon in the manga at all, from what I remember. It should be
0: the doll's the star of the show so far.
2: Oh, <laughs> now, for the episode. I, Dylan. Thought,
0: I thought it was phil <laughs> oh yeah that's right phil is the phil the, the star, star. Uh, who's more important this doll or phil i think the doll is more important
1: i hard important. to choose between them yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah she just tears I'm the so doll so it's brutal
0: um Okay, back to the scene with Gilda. I think I think I get the sense that uh, Crone is like positing. She's like, "So Emma told you everything." I don't think Crone really knows it's Emma. Um, I think that she's just like throwing it out there. She's trying desperately trying. She's to like, try- "Yeah, out.
2: she's trying to get something because yeah. clearly she has nothing." Yeah, and so is so this her who it is, like at all.
0: Yeah, this mm-hmm. episode really clarifies what each of them know. Isabella knows everything. Crone knows nothing. Is Is <laughs> yeah. the- dying. Yeah,
2: cut and dry.
0: We're we're very unsure after last after the previous one. Um, but uh, yeah, I think it's it's uh, you get Crone very like desperate, uh, like not knowing um what what's happening. That's an unstable force into in, into Isabella, who seems to have everything on lock. Um, Isabella's actions also very interesting here because she knows that they know apparently through Ray, presumably, and yet although I do think it's in play that Ray didn't tell them. Like Ray's note was very vague um to her. Said,
2: rope norman bed so it's possible am, yeah. ray's leaving the
0: most minimal of reports maybe he thinks he's controlling the situation he's like isabel's gonna have a traitor no matter what i'll control her i'll give her the breadcrumbs here but really i'm not on her side i could see that being like what I, Ray's trying to do i
3: i am really excited for whatever one-on-one see ray gets with isabella because i think he's the oh, only yeah. one of the three that hasn't had a one-on-one scene with isabella yet because yeah let sure have can... one what was that
2: has Norman had one?
3: I thought he did, like right after Emma had I that hallway. I know Emma
2: interacted one. with her. But, yeah. I don't but there's usually really, other people yeah. around. There's oh, never been I like a right. one-on-one
3: scene. Yeah. But Ray just hasn't interacted with Isabella much at all on screen. Like yeah. It's
2: yeah. I guess society. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. It's yeah. a further it. Yeah. Throw you yeah,
0: off the- so I think I think it's in play that Ray is like the traitor in quotes, but he thinks he's not or something. Um, well, he's but a anyway. double agent. Yeah, he thinks he's a double agent. That could be. I, I will see. Um, uh, but uh. Yeah, it seems it does seem like probably Isabella knew who They are, and why is she like not doing anything? I think that's an interesting question out of this episode. Like, is Isabella just letting them go on with hatching their escape plans? And because they have nowhere to go, like, what are they gonna do? Right, I think, I think, I think they're in like a dome, and this is like they're they're helpless. Yeah, there, right. Like, uh,
3: I I think they're gonna. What I think is going to happen is we're going to get an escape attempt, and it's going to work flawlessly, and they're going to hit one thing, and then Isabel's just going to be waiting them for them there. Like you actually thought that was going to work? Like it's
0: just it's just not going to work. It's just yeah, that could be that it. could be next week.
3: Yeah, like, sure.
0: um, yeah. It literally could be next week. We could get an escape attempt. So in this episode, we have Norman say that uh, let's escape in ten days, uh, November eighth. Um, once the second that Ray can get the tracking devices out, that being said, I think mm-hmm. everything that happens in this episode is in question now that Ray is the traitor. right. Yes.
3: Like, did he was oh. he
0: working on it at all? I,
3: Who knows? I think they're escaping in at least five days with Norman saying 10 days to Ray, right? Like, so I think, I th- I think yeah. at that point, Norman we'll suspects
0: Ray, it. right? So, we'll Norman, we'll,
2: make, it'll yeah. be really important whenever we get the next episode what date it is because. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. They're all episode they're all dates.
0: They're all dates so. we don't it is. Yeah, but Norman Norman <laughs> when he hatches the plan he suspects Ray because he's not testing Don and Gilda. He's testing Ray by yeah. uh, by not. He didn't actually tell Don and Gilda where the potential ropes were hidden. Um, he didn't
2: even tell Emma. He only more, told her yeah. that he was just working on. Yeah, he talked with yeah. them At this time. He's like, I've got a
1: plan for the, the test. Both yeah. them and, and then Ray's like, well, What if it's nothing? He's like, I got a plan for that too. Yeah. Don't worry. <laughs> no. that, that,
0: that. And so, ev- so everything after Ray t- Norman tells us he's a plan. Is Norman suspecting yeah. Ray, including it's him crazy. telling them about the ten days thing? So that's yep. not real. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Plus it just occurred to me before before Norman takes um Emma aside and asks her, he also takes Ray aside. He takes Ray aside first. He asks him, What kind of person do you think could be a traitor? And Ray tells him, like, well, maybe somebody who is bartering that for some sort of freedom. Yeah, he gives Ray so, a chance yeah. to explain himself. He's, really, yeah. he's talking to both of them, which I think is really interesting. I think he he does kind of, like, want to trust both of them, even though he's suspecting one of them the entire time. And I, again, I think it just speaks to their bond as a trio.
3: And I, I really like how, like, in a lot of anime, characters like Norman, who are, like, really smart, Like, they tend to not be, like, caring or emotional. Like, it's really clear here that Norman doesn't want Ray to be the traitor. Like, he really doesn't want to be right. And I really like that part of this.
2: Well, yeah, that's his friend. And I think that, like, I think that's something just to kind of be treasured in, like, I guess the entirety of the show is that, like, even though Norman suspects, you know, Ray, he still, like, he still wants him to not be And he, he like, gives them like all these opportunities to like be the good guy kind of situation. And because he doesn't necessarily and I think after especially after his conversation with Emma, he was just like, he's like, yeah, like, I would still want Ray to like live, even if you know, even if we have to force him out of here or something along those lines. So
0: yeah, the, the scene right before Emma and Norman, um, and then, uh, Emma says she wants to believe in the traitor. Emma, Emma, Norman and Ray are talking and, um, yeah, he's, he's basically giving Ray a chance to explain why um, why he's doing it and Ray offers this up and, um, I think it's his real, mo- maybe his real motivation and it's interesting that he would say that. Um, but, uh, yeah, all of that's, uh, pretty interesting actions by both Norman and Ray at that point that potentially indicate that they might have, um, you know, still still have uh, attachments to each other. And this may not be like a, p- a parting um, of, of the trio. Well, yeah. And like uh, the some some specific shots, I made the screen cap a shot of the three of them kind of looking at each other. I think there's like really good imagery hinting at the twist as well um, with with the three of them. And that's probably true of the rest of the episode, too. Um, and uh, yeah. And then again, like I said, even the beginning of the episode with Norman, uh, Norman's hiding the rope there um oh, the, the, for this first person thing so we've talked about this a little bit let's let's get into oh. this because this this uh this show has done some interesting directorial things and i think this is definitely the most prompt. like the clocks i think is the, the the biggest one previously this one takes the first person thing um notably i think Bloom to you in its first episode did some interesting first person uh shots here and uh this one starts with we have them going up to talk to don and gilda and we get this first person shot of emma going up the stairs Um, And then the second one is we get this first person shot of the traitor, like I said, um, leaving the note Mm -hmm. under Mm -hmm. Isabella's door. Um, So for me... The second one was super effective because uh it's a really great way to not give away who it is while still having some suspense of, oh, this is a person who's doing it, and it also worked with the misdirect of Gilda, and it wasn't that long. I thought that was fantastic.
2: Mm-hmm. The first
0: one was, like, really long, and- Yeah, it was, was really like,
2: long. The first one was way too long. Really
0: long, really little janky 3D-ish stuff going, but uh it, it, so it's not like it was, like, top grade animation, top grade directorial work. But I, th- my interpretation is probably like, there's no reason to do Emma in a first person shot there other than to ramp up suspense. I think it's to like frame the second shot. I feel like the second shot's the important one here. You have to acclimate the so audience too. to it. Yeah. Um, so in yeah. that regard, I'm okay with it. If, the, if that's the purpose, even though I don't really think the first one succeeded on its own, I think that like, it is a good job acclimating this fantastic second first person shot, which is, fa- which is so good in that entire sequence.
3: Uh, well, I, I'll, I'll say how, what I liked with the first one, because I still like the first one. I liked the first one we did. <laughs> I liked the first it. first person one. Oh my. You're all really... too. First first person. First first person. Yeah. But I really liked it, because it got me into their shoes, Emma's and the team's shoes, because we're seeing it from, like, just inherently, it's a little less scary to be in third person from these people, because we can see around corners. Mm. We can see what's going on around them. But in first person, this whole house is, like, just a minefield because you see them going up these stairs like their vision is so constrained of like all these hallways and stuff and it kind of g- gets me understand like any corner they take could have like isabella or crone around it like they just have to be on their game at ev- every moment and it really got me into their shoes i do think this first one's a little long but i still liked it i really did like the tension it brought to the scene
0: all right cool april what
3: didn't yeah you like I, th- about them?
2: I think you made a good case for it yeah I think you made a good case and I think <laughs> <laughs> like I think you got like I think both Andy and dylan made a really good case for it i I do agree that like the second one is a little like it's more i guess more satisfying just because it plays into the whole tension of it but i don't like i just didn't like feel that tension in the um in the first one i, I it was just way too long like if we could have I don't know like if there I could have been yes. any kind of like lead up to it kind of situation like in the in the second one like we sort of see like Gilda like we see her like exiting through the door and then we got kind of go to the first person shot and so then you're like oh my gosh this is like Gilda's perspective and it's sort of further like perpetuates the idea that gilda's the traitor but in the first one like there's no like lead up to it we're just, yeah, it just going up it, the
1: yeah. stairs but exactly like if they had revealed the three of them walking up the stairs it would have been like from the get-go then we could have contextualized like oh, okay well they're walking up is something gonna happen to them because usually stuff happens to them but yeah. we don't get that till like almost the end of that sequence so it's a little like oh we're still going upstairs but who who are we does it like, matter is it scary or not are what's we the Gilda? Are we gone? yeah are we, who are we- oh? <laughs> yeah who who is this?
3: But the tension for me was that I didn't know who was walking up the stairs. Like I thought it was the traitor, mm. which funnily enough it was because it was Ray going up the stairs, and it's Ray oh. going down the hallway first person. Both of them are. I think. I think. Oh, you sh- thought I thought it was
0: Emma going. Don't know. No, no. no
3: but Dylan, it if you watch Emma the, too, but if you watch the shot, the hand doesn't come from the person who's first person. It comes from just to their left. It comes from not the person we're seeing the eyes out of for the first uh, time.
2: Emma was walking uh, in front of them, so wouldn't you have seen Emma going up the stairs? I think,
3: I think they made concessions here for the... It's an interesting concept. Yeah, I don't, yeah, don't know. Okay. It's, it's,
0: it's at least, the fact that it's questionable. Is, but um yeah, I think it's definitely jarring at the very least. Um, But I, I even if I didn't like the first time, I always love trying new things like this. And I'm, I'm just, I again, I
2: appreciate the effort. Yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm heartened yeah. that we're just
0: doing interesting things in the middle, because I do think anime seasons sometimes are like beginning and end a lot of and then the middle we're coasting. We're not coasting here. Like this is there's a lot of effort being put into into this episode. And I, also, I thought it was good.
3: Also, I'm pretty sure they CG'd the entire house. Like, the entire house is CG, so I'm kind of expecting to see more of this, Dylan, because if you CG the entire house, like, you gotta use it at some point.
2: Yeah. Don't waste those transformation sequences.
0: Yeah, that's When are we gonna get transformation sequences in the show? Um, Magical girl. I'm but I'm not. saying, no, like, I, it's
2: the same concept. Like, yeah, you don't yeah. spend the money if you're not gonna use it. Otherwise, I, I, it's a waste. Yeah. yeah. I wonder
0: if if the house being CG is, uh, it could relate to a twist too. Like, are we? we could, you could play in the animation because there's so there's gonna be like, uh, like everything could be fake. Like, the, the, yeah, you know, we talked about it being Truman Show. Like, they could they could do interesting things with elements of the way the show is constructed, playing into future twists. I'd I'd love if if that happened.
2: It would um, make for like a really good sort of like chase. To the house kind of sequence yeah. like If the
0: house is changing all the time. Yeah. What if or, the house isn't real?
1: Yeah. What if it... house isn't real. Yeah, it's hard to chase them through a house if the house stops being real. Wait,
0: what if what if they're all uh, in the sword art online Andy and they're just like not really in the house and they have the goggles on and okay. Um so in the beginning oh of this God. episode we have uh, <laughs> we have Okay, so wait, wait
2: first off, there's a dome it. and it's got <laughs> <What>? a never-ending <laughs> platform. <laughs> Oh, you have to short circuit the
0: <laughs> in, it okay the one scene we haven't gotten into too much is isabel and crone in the beginning where uh Isabel's basically berating uh crone uh as she says stop trying to figure out uh who the, which kids it was um you have nothing to do but be my pawn she says and um
2: i, I don't understand that me. like this is
1: This is so interesting because we keep saying like, oh, Isabella's like not watching the kids because she knows who it is. But like, Isabella brought Sister Crone for like extra hands to help with this. Clearly, she didn't think she could do it on her own. But she's also offering Crone the thing that she wants. She's like, she's got her pegged. She knows that Sister Crone is working behind her back. Trying to find out the kids on her own, even though she explicitly told her not to the second she got there. And now she's upping that promise of being like, look, if you just do what I freaking say, I will let you be a mom. I promise. And yeah. so, like, she wouldn't offer her that if she didn't feel like she had to. I don't think Isabelle is the kind of person to just give handouts. And she's been very stiff to Sister Crone the entire time she's been in the same house with her. So I really think that points to Isabella feeling like she, she needs to make this concession for that, maybe so the other demons don't find out. Or so Crone, like, won't succeed and backstab her. So, like, there are actual like things for Isabel to be concerned about for her own personal like situation right now. And I think that's also very interesting. It's not as firm and fine as I feel like we've been assuming it is. And this conversation just highlights that.
0: Yeah, you get to like, get the impression that Isabella understands what crohn has been up to and what she, mm-hmm. what she wants mm-hmm. because uh, she says, I know you've been trying to figure out who it was. Stop that. And yeah. also if you behave, Stop. I'll make sure that you're a mom <laughs> after this. But then she follows it up with "You're a smart girl. Don't make any more mistakes," which we understand because we see Crohn's reaction is probably not the way if you want Crone to be conciliate, If you want to be conciliatory to Crone, because that just sets her off. Um, yeah. So maybe she doesn't understand that Crone, you can't. This isn't the way to talk to Crone if you want her to be on your team um or maybe she's trying to elicit this reaction out of crone i think that's a little bit unclear because from our perspective it seems like she's mishandling crone like it seems like she has all the information and just isn't accounting for her personality um but maybe she wants crone unstable i don't know it's It's still a little bit unclear
3: that's kind of the thing i like least about a show like this dylan because anime have this thing where there's like these chess player type characters where they're trying to get around each other like with this traitor and stuff and with isabella trying to catch the kids and it's like they sometimes do this thing where there's like this 40 chess game they're playing where they make these leaps of logic where they play place pieces around. like, And it just doesn't make sense how that works in their favor even after we get to the end. And I'm kind of worried we're going that route. So I'm really hoping that... This is just Isabella making mistake narratively because I'm I don't see how she could be accounting for the fact that Crone is absolutely crazy <laughs> <into> her plan. <laughs> she
1: she Isabella to be fair, Isabella hasn't been there for like the doll conversations yeah. and stuff. So she, she hasn't like seen just not seen know that at her no. about the
2: craziness.
3: And and that, she, that, uh... That I'm fine with. I am happy if Isabella just doesn't
0: know that Crone is crazy. Yeah, think- Crone Cron is hiding it, I think, well from Isabella. Yeah, um, I agree. We, I, I, we really need Isabella's motives illuminated at some point in the show. That's definitely true. Um, but it's it, it, we ha- at least we got something. Like I feel like this scene is more than I thought we'd get in this episode because we do like instantly pay off like. Last last episode, it's like Crone's gonna do like she's gonna betray Isabel. She wants to be a mom. In this episode, Isabel's is like, "Don't betray me, and I'll make you a mom on my own." So it's like we directly get the the consequence. I think we're still moving very fast here, so I still do have some confidence that things will pay off in the in the short term.
2: I think it'll be sad if, like, literally Isabella just brought cr- Cronin. T- she's like, I just need you to, to just be here. Like, pretend like you're helping me. You're not doing anything. Like, well, That's, that's thing, how you're helping
1: I, me. I, I think that's honestly, like, what she's doing, though. And I think that Isabella's biggest disservice to her own plan right now is to not use Crone more. To assume she can handle this on her own. Because she's actively making a bigger enemy by, like, telling. Telling Crone not to do anything and giving her a cold shoulder. I think if she would let allow herself to work with Crone, they could do a such a, a much better job at keeping these kids together and under control than having them actively work apart. And that's the situation she's kind of creating for herself by how she's treated Sister Crone since she got there. And that's also I just I think that's very interesting. It's like kind of sucks for Isabel if it plays out that way, but she kind of made her own worst enemy by bringing her in there. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it does. Like, it does seem like she's mishandling Crone. That she's being too controlling in general. That like she's lying to the the demon, saying she has everything under control. She's uh, trying to control Crone. Like, it seems like a lot to keep, to prop up on on herself. Um, yeah. She's just
2: taking it all on. She needs to relax.
0: De- you know, definitely <laughs> wouldn't at the, at, the, at this point. I think wouldn't be surprised if we had a shock mid season death from Isabella. Um, I don't know where we'd go from there, but I think that she's the most likely main character. Or to Or die. Crone dies. Yeah, but I think Crone is like um you know she's introduced choice. to us. Yeah, I feel like Crone is she's more of the side <gasps> character, she's more introduced to us later. Like Isabel, I feel like right now she's our bid but big bad, it'd be pretty shocking if she died. Um and I'd expect this show kinda to do the shocking thing.
2: I feel um, like if this show's gonna like super go for the shock factor, they're gonna kill like Ray or somebody. Well, I thought that
0: yeah, but now Ray's the traitor, so maybe he's the expected one. I feel like Ray mm. might kill Isabella if he really wants to prove that he's uh, not oh. the traitor anymore. Um, <laughs> Ray or Isabella? Yeah, some someone's dying. I <laughs> think
1: someone's We've dying.
2: we already decided. decided.
0: Presumably Emma and Norman are safe, but I don't know. I, <laughs> I
3: I'm not sure about Norman because the way he said he would sacrifice everything for yeah, Emma in the yeah. first in the second episode is pretty. Uh, that's a that, big that was foreshadowing. Uh, yeah, a
2: lot.
3: Yeah. Sleep yeah. for an eleven year old. Uh, Emma's <laughs> Emma's like the. Only person in the show that I'm like completely sure is safe. Like that is seems
0: safe. Yeah, yeah, it definitely. I was like,
2: like I don't know that anyone is safe anymore. Honestly, Connie was pretty (laughs) cute. So
0: (laughs) Connie was
1: pretty cute. It's true.
0: Yeah. Uh Connie was set up to die. So like what other characters were set up to die in this Bill. narrative? They're uh, all
2: set up. I mean, like like they're
1: all well, they're the all or- in the
0: position so to they're die. They're all <laughs> in the
2: position to die. <laughs> yeah, they're that in the position to
3: live yeah. at this moment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Michelle. They are they are all set up to be eaten by demons. That is a true
0: statement. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The demons uh, are are going to sh- die. That's the shock. The uh the demons the demon There's a lot gone.
2: of them from what I understand. <laughs>
0: There's maybe, yeah, no demons this episode. That's another notable thing. Um, yeah. The last thing was they play tag and teams, as mentioned. I thought that was a good scene as well. I'm
2: glad. I like, if- I like the team. Like, anytime they play tag, I always enjoy those scenes. Like, and I really, really enjoyed this one. Like, it was very, like, fun and, like, it seemed super lighthearted despite, like, the serious like notions behind it. And then, I don't know, it just made me feel good. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Everyone's a we kid to each other in this orphanage. Like I kept expecting there to be like little sneaky riffs and like some kid would be the bully but like no they're all like really nice to each other and they really like each other and i think that's like kind of wonderful like how like yeah it was like oh don gilda gonna be like sneaky sneaks but like no they're just concerned about their friends and they're willing to help out and they i mean they don't know the whole story but they they understand enough of the gravity of the situation to just like wholeheartedly support the cause and i think think again that points to emma having like the trust in other people that ray and norman may not have as much of and how needed that is for you know to spare lives to try to save more people
0: um yep uh i think all these all of them are precious uh don even <laughs> don comes precious. across well here right like yeah like, even yeah. don's fine oh, it's, i don't we thought it's any trailer. of
2: the character, I, like any of the kids yeah <laughs>
3: Don is fine, Dylan, but I'm more interested in what he's going to do when he find out finds out Connie's dead.
0: Oh, that's good. Yeah, that's. Oh no, yeah, about he yeah. he's going to go Donnie. off. Don kills Isabella. Yeah, no, Don. Don Connie's is
3: all, like you were Grey, <laughs> that's we
1: we a sneak
0: over? attack. Yeah. Well, yeah, I mean that was like the most emotionally charged uh, relationship I feel like other than Emma and Norman. That's been, said. I guess, Emma and Gilda. But yeah, there's like that was a p- <laughs> big part of the first episode. Um, yeah. Okay, uh, I think we we got everything in here. Uh, Michelle, uh, anything else or final thoughts here?
1: Mm, I I also want to learn more about Isabella. I I mean I want to know like I I want to know more about Isabella. And I want to know more about Ray. I want to know about their situation separately, but also working together, and if those two things intermingle much at all or not. So yeah, I want more backstories.
0: Mm, could have some flashbacks. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we've only mm-hmm. really gotten one so far. I think from that first scene. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Okay, April. Final thoughts.
2: Um. I don't know how much backstory I want because I like being able to just focus on what's happening at hand versus like trying to figure everything else out. So I don't know, but I'm excited to see what happens next. Always.
0: (laughs) Always. Okay. Uh, Andy. Uh,
3: I just think this episode was um, kind of exactly what I wanted from like after episode three ended. I just wanted us to Explain why Ray specifically was so good at figuring out what was going on with like the tracker and stuff. And this was great. But now I'm kind of in the boat of we need to actually have plot progression. So if we don't get like at least the start of the breakout next episode, I'm going to be getting a little antsy. Because I think we've sat here a little long. We we've, were very familiar with this setting. And I want something a little different now.
2: Look, we can't go very far. We're it's trapped in a dome. It's been four episodes.
3: <laughs> <laughs> the show moves I know fast, a lot's though.
2: happened, but well, all right. That's, that's something that I really enjoy about this show too. Is that this show is moving very quickly, but it's doing it very well. So I have no complaints in regards to that. Like with how much like information it's sort of throwing, and like a lot of the action is coming at you. i I'm, I'm really enjoying that aspect of it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And uh, next week will we have an escape attempt? I think that's going to be the big thing to look out for.
2: Will we destroy trackers?
0: Will we cut off that's children's cool. ears? <laughs> Well, oh, don't well, no, that shocked. ear scene, yeah, that yeah. Ear
3: No, scene. Dylan, I don't think it's the ears. No, but Dylan, I am convinced it's so, like I, I, whatever when they first found those trackers. I'm like, there's gonna be a bucket of ears at
0: some point. Yeah, his- yeah. You, you wanted the <laughs> hilltop of, of ears. I feel like, um, yeah, we'll I see. want Also, no, uh, no deaths recently, so maybe yeah, everyone's safe. I don't maybe think we're
2: no. going to get a death well, since like the everything. end.
0: Uh, I think like the second about to last
2: episode, I think we'll see a death. Uh But I'm still not convinced the trackers are in the
3: ears. I think we're going to get I think we're maybe we're not maybe we're not going to see death soon, but we're going to see something gory or messed up soon. I think we've been a little long without something messed up. Yeah,
0: there's only only, like horror shot was uh, Crone with uh, Gilda. Um, yeah, like
3: confronting
1: and the doll, her. And doll, you're forgetting. Is oh yeah, is that a horror shot I don't know? Doll I guess so. Dead.
0: Everyone's upset. <laughs> Oh yeah. Rip doll. Okay, rip doll. Let us know your thoughts on the doll in the comments section here. <laughs> yep, please. Um, website and youtubecom slash Um Next week we'll we'll see uh, if we have a podcast next week. If not, we'll double up the pre- the following week, but it might be delayed. It might uh, do you double up the the, the following week. So uh, just a heads up on that. Um, but we will continue to cover uh, the Promise Neverland here and let us know. Know, uh, what you have thought of the show you're looking forward to seeing no spoilers in the comments of course Please. um yes Please. no no spoilers um and uh yeah subscribe uh c- talk with us on our discord at overlyanimated.com slash discord um and consider supporting us via patreon at patreon.com slash overlyanimated thanks to all our current patrons especially our patron of the podcast steve aka frequent commenter steve who was right about don or uh phil phil <laughs> Steve, Steve, a, whoever Steve, a, it was Steve aka Phil is his new nickname and yep. thanks as to our Patreon executive Bruce John Ryan, Steve, Alex, and Hugh um, yeah, so we'll be back at some point for future Promise Neverland, check out uh, other stuff at Animated.com, including um, She-Ra, Young Justice Outsiders, Genlock a uh, bunch of random stuff this weekend so I don't even keep track of it all but uh, yeah, all that at OverlandMitted.com thanks for listening guys, we will see you next time bye
1: bye, bye.